so hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Online podcast. Um, I am Gabby Bissett and I'm here today with Christina Chatfield, um, the founder of Dental Health Spa in Brighton. Um, so Christina, last time I spoke to you was, I think, May last year, um, we're in the middle of the first lockdown. <laughs> I, had my pink, I think I had my pink hair. You did have your pink hair. Yes, I remember that. You did have your pink hair. Um, and I for um, DIY dentistry and DIY hair, although that did catch me out, came back to bite me recently when I dyed my hair blue by mistake. You dyed your hair blue? Yeah, I thought it's because you couldn't, well, because we couldn't get to the hairdresser, so you know this is not an ongoing thing, isn't it? And I thought, right, well, I'd bought this dye that looked kind of purple and with a grey and sort of thing, I thought it would put like a little silvery tinge on it, only it didn't. The, the, the front of the packet was definitely um, purple, but actually the writing on it said electric blue. <laughs> and I put it, and I, I put loads, like loads of um, pasteurizer in it before I put it on. Yeah. And I remember I was doing a hygiene meeting that night and my hygienist had only left 40 minutes before. And I started the meeting on Zoom by just putting my hand in like that and it was blue. And then I came in like that and my head was blue and they're going, what, what, how have you managed to do that? I even wrote to my hairdresser saying, Davey, what can I do? I looked like, I look like a you know the Smurf dolls. Yes, I do. <laughs> awful. Please. It was awful. Have you got a photo? I'm going to have to see this afterwards. Yeah, I will show you a picture. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, so today marks one year, um, one year on from when the the first lockdown was announced by by Boris, um, which is I think quite bizarre for everybody to think about. Really, um, I know we discussed before this. You said it's kind of gone quickly, but also quite slowly at the same time um how, how do you feel sort of today how, how how are you feeling sort of it's been one year since the country lockdown um I, it's really hard to put into words how i feel because i've got very mixed emotions um mixed emotions as a profession mixed emotion as a person mixed emotions as a mum and i suppose mixed emotions as a carer as a, a caring person to look at fellow colleagues friends who have businesses patients who are still not working, other colleagues who are still not working. So it's, um, you know, I, I suppose as a realist, I believe that we're going to be living with COVID for quite a long time. I mean, we are without a doubt. Um, and it's, uh, for, 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 for me, as a business, I really thought I was going to lose it all. I you know I wasn't slowing coming forward some of those interviews that I did I tried to fight for the discretionary grant working with Laurie on Save Our Smiles I didn't think there was any light at the end of the tunnel for quite a long time and I can remember talking to a friend of mine Elaine Tilling who um, obviously for TP and was talking about, about, about the business perspective of how they look at it globally and how and it's just getting people's perception on what you look at and what, what, what does it look like and she said for the first time in her working life, she couldn't see clearly, she couldn't see what the future looked like, but she could see light. And I think that's what I've always held on to that um, I am, and I've always been a bit of an optimist. I'm not sort of risk averse type, you know, I wouldn't have set up dental health bar if I didn't, but I'd, and I, I tell my team that whatever you see on in the press, however you see me talking, however you see me fighting, talking about, bankruptcy or businesses feeling I will not let this happen to us but we have to fight we have to show you united we have to show a united front so I feel very lucky at the moment 
and I, but I feel very guilty because I feel because um, and the guilt comes from like talking to patients today and over the last few weeks who are losing their jobs um, friends who have businesses in Brighton just walking through the streets and seeing the boarded up businesses even the ones that I was highlighting got the grants you know on my street they got grants they got retail rates relief sadly some of those just got the grants and closed down so I do feel a little bit resentful there's a particular shop on the street that I know she was struggling anyway that probably was coming to the end of her lease took the 25,000 pounds and relocated back to London like some of the businesses that got three grants and stayed open the whole time so there's there's a bit and but they've got to let go of that because there's a lot of businesses that will not come back so yeah I'm I'm in a I think it was the spring equinox at the weekend I went I got up early and I went for a sea swim and um, the water was cold but the sun was warm and I was thinking about um, the old letting you know you let go some of that negativity so that you can free up space in your head because if you don't and keep looking back then you don't make the most of the opportunities and what what I've done is made the most of the opportunity I've taken I've looked for the opportunities in amongst this they haven't come easy and we've worked at the opportunities for this yeah. and invested at them and changed we've adapted and adopted I remember um, when we spoke last year you were I mean you've done an amazing job over the last 12 months of fighting for for not just your own business but just dentistry as a whole um, you know there, there was you fell through the gaps in terms of government support um, and then add on top of that sort of the media coverage that was going around as well and um, do you feel that you in comparison to, to where you were at last year do you feel that dentistry has has come has got somewhere since um since last summer no i don't i actually feel that so frustratingly we're still in the same position mm. with inflated ppe costs with no help we're still in the same position where um our business rates i've had something through from the rates assessors you know the business rates we didn't get any support in business rates dentistry didn't unless you were under the fifteen thousand. so those of us that are over the fifteen thousand still have not had any rate support and yet the rates assessors want to reevaluate your property and they only ever want to do that to put it up so you know with that how so without the recognition that dentistry struggled from the government how can we fight the rates increases and the rent increases that are going to come our way um we didn't get any support in terms of vat other businesses get and we have we have um high VAT we've only recently we've only recently in the last week been offered lateral flow tests which private dentistry has never been offered those so one year in that's just happened um, the GDC announced today but only today that um our annual registration fee uh will now be able to be having said it could never be done um, are allowing hygienists, nurses and therapists and dental technicians a chance and dentists a chance to pay that quarterly. Last year, last year my hygienist, one of my hygienists was on um, what, uh, universal credit. She couldn't even afford to pay it. So, you know, I stepped in for her, one of my colleagues stepped in for somewhere else. So do I feel, I still feel that we're quite a disjointed um, uh, force from mm. the top down. Yeah. Um, I, I felt that then, I feel it now. Do, do you, I mean, you said um, you said during the first lockdown you sort of 
really have to take some time for yourself um so you sort of you bought a bike and you and you've really got into um anyone who knows you will see that you you swim in the the sea every morning um which every time i see it i always get very jealous um especially as the days get longer and and lighter that that's something that you um you can do do you do you feel that there have been some some positives that you've taken away from this because oh, gotcha. absolutely and i don't go in every day i'd love to go in every day my my <laughs> dream for the future and this is something i'm working hard very yeah. hard to achieve is at some point when i sell dental my house because i will or i'll sell the majority of it yeah i want a house i want a flat on the seafront one that i can get into see every day so yes i've definitely taken some because i focus very heavily on um what i need to do for myself and if i and i say it to how many people say to me how well i look because i i started an outdoor boot camp in um October, just ahead of lockdown. And I've got a patient called Saul Gilbert, he's got the underground gyms, and the gyms have been treated appallingly considering obesity, you know, from obesity being one of the reasons that COVID can have, be so detrimental, and yet they close down the gyms and they don't. So Saul Gilbert's been a patient of mine for 13 years, and he was sort of shouting out for women, saying, do you want to sleep better? Do you want to take better control of your mental health? And I, and I felt he was talking to me, so I, in my head when I read it on and so I signed up to it in um, end of September and I was going to cancel the weekend before but he sent an email about strength and mental ability and accountability so I thought well I'll do October and then I did the first week in November and then it went online to Zoom I thought how hard is that going to be but actually I love it I've got a community that I, I do it with at half past six in the morning you couple that up with the cycling so I think mentally and physically I'm in the bit you know I'm I'm um, 57, but mentally and physically, I'm in the best that I've, that I've been in. But I've needed to do that in order to be strong at work. I think if I'd let myself fall apart, then the business, and I know that about myself, I know if, I, if that happens, that I couldn't be, be what everybody needs downstairs. And you know, for any business manager out there, any manager, any owner, COVID didn't give you any extra training to manage that. So some of it we do well and some of it we don't, but if we can keep ourselves strong, and the sea has got to have been one of the best things. I can't describe, you can go in there feeling, you can go in there feeling one way and come out feeling another. And I think that's clear when you, when you watch some of those, when you hear people split. And, and, and also I can say that because some of my friends have taken, I mean, Jolene makes me die now because She'll be in the sea in air and I'll be in the sea in Brighton. Her sea temperature is probably a little bit colder than mine. Squealing with delight. And when I watch her squealing with delight, I feel that inside because I know how she feels. Yeah. So that's all. one of the things I'd say to somebody, you've got to give it a go. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Every time I see you doing it, I do think, right, that's something I, uh, I need to... I've never done it. Um, Are you I happy? <laughs> She just, we just shared something, this, this, um, we've, got our, we've got our final mountain to climb, which we were supposed to do in May last year. Yeah. We've rescheduled it for May this year. We've spoken to the, the Sky Boot Camp, um, and they said Sky's been like a, a, a heavenly playground up there. So we've rescheduled it for September. Um, so we're, we will be heading up to Sky to do blabbing and some cold water um, swimming. But she sent me a link to um, these two walkers climbing Ben Nevis this week. So there are guys that climb Ben Nevis all the time and they said every time you go up there's this little halfway up there's like this pool of water. So this time they stopped at the pool of water and they filmed themselves going into it and I said right Julie that's it July I'll fly up so if they'll allow us to fly I'll fly up to Inverness and we'll 
we won't have, we won't have to go to all, all the way to the top of Ben Nevis. We'll just go halfway up, get in that water, and come down again. <laughs> I said we can take a hip flask of some alcohol with us because in Scotland you're not allowed to drink outside at all. You're not allowed to have a beer on the sea. You're on the beach. There's no drinking outside in Scotland. I said wow. who's going to find us? Who's going to find us halfway up Ben Nevis for a bottle of champagne? <laughs> celebrating that's such a good idea i'm i hope we get to do that um i mean obviously now things are starting to well touch wood um we're kind of on schedule for this um this plan to kind of be put into place so that we can start to see things open up again and we can start to see our loved ones outside and um and things like that so i mean how has how has the first three months of this this year been for you and and dental health spa it's actually it's been um pretty incredible the first three months because i suppose what i said about the opportunities covid has made me change the way i'm thinking about the business so and it's made me quite challenging with the dentists that i work with sort of to, to sort of call their hand to see where they want it to be i know nick who works part-time with me um so I, annie obviously i think one of my saddest moments was annie resigning last year she you know, she was, she traveled down from Clapham. She has a house in Deal. But actually, all these months on Annie's still with me. She only comes down once a month, but that's lovely because um, losing her after nine years, that's what she said. She never resigned because she wanted to. If she could, if she could make Harry move to Brighton, that would be great. If you know, because she's got the practice of her dreams as she feels in Brighton. Um, but, but, but because she was going, it was leaving a gap in the dentistry side, what was it going to do? Um, so I started to think about the dentist had to work between two rooms. We had a hard time recruiting to find it, an absolute disaster actually, but somebody I nearly took on and then just got a lucky break at the end by just saying, actually, you know what, you're not going to be working here. And, some, and something else fit us. I think things happen when they're meant to happen. And so Nick then said, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, I'll look to increase my hours. NHS dentistry contract, that's going to change March, April for sure. We're going to see what that, that looks like and it's not going to look favourable for associates. So it seemed like now is the right time to try and entice him our way. So I don't know if you remember when when we closed down, when they shut us down on the, the, the 23rd of March, on the 17th of March, I was due to have an install of the TRIOS scanner and I had a very challenging conversation with Strymon to take it back. And actually, if it hadn't been for that, the money wouldn't have been in the bank account to pay the rent, to pay the furlough, you know. So they took it back. So we got our bounce back loans. We did a, we did a, we got a discretionary grant, which we fought for from the council. We had to do a cash flow projection, which was heartbreaking because when I thought about what the business was going to look like, you know, with the appointments, I thought there was no way we could carry on. But actually, we have a, a great location, a great reputation. You can work well with social distancing. Um, I thought, it's now or never, I'm going to put new surgery in. Um, you know, if I've borrowed money, then if I can make the money that I've borrowed pay for itself. So, and I said to Annie, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put surgery in. So if you want to come back to Brighton, if you still want to be part of dental health, you'll be able to because there's going to be space for you. And you know, You've got this brand called Annie Smith, Annie Smith Smiles. She wanted to do composite bonding and Invisalign. So we were able to give her that without her doing general dentistry. So she was, a way to, she was able to walk away from general dentistry with us 
and follow her dream with Annie Smith Smiles and we would set that up and manage it for her. So we're now doing that and I said, if you can create a model that works well in Brighton, Annie Smith Smiles Brighton, then you can take it to a practice and beat Annie Smith Smiles Kent. So you've got that skill. And in the meantime, Nick, if we put this new surgery in, you know, it's, you can have a brand new surgery to work with, with a nice window and I put um, cloud lights in the ceiling and isn't it? But so I always knew I was going to put new surgery in at some point, but it wasn't going to be for another four or five, four years. And maybe I wouldn't even be part of the business where I had it. So, and then managing all that process. So it was up and running by the second week in January. So coming into the year, I mean, without a doubt, when we started back in January, all the staff were flat. They were low. You know, the thought of um, another three-month lockdown, and I said, guys, come on, we're going to have a new surgery. Nick's coming on board full-time. Mirren's here. We found these two fantastic new therapists, and the nurses that left were re-recruited and been able to give... Um, and that's, I think that was the thing. Instead of looking at what you've lost, Think about the opportunities you give somebody else. So Gemma, my front of house, came from BA. Becky came from media. Uh, Siobhan lost her dream job within the travel industry. And Molly, who's, who's um, is a guy down on the high street, all those jobs are gone. And so we've got four people who I feel I've given an opportunity to. Two of them are on the apprenticeships scheme. Um, and... Uh, and listening to my patients this morning, this morning, where are the opportunities for people like me? And I think, well, we've given opportunities to four people and we will continue. So, it, you know, if you can just sort of pick them up and say, come on, guys, January's going to be hard. Mm. But once we get through February and March is the best month of all, March is, you gain two hours of sunshine in March from start <laughs> to finish. It's just the most joyous. I love it. That's it. We've got the equinox. I said, stick with me. You'll see things lift. You'll see me really come alive in March. Um, so just let's get through it and and we have and so you just have to look at so thinking about the 23rd last year we kind of um, we had no idea what was ahead of us we do have an idea of what and, and, and the only thing you'd want to say to people is they've learned a lot out of this last year they've made a lot of mistakes the government have made a lot of mistakes but I, I believe the medical profession Will have learned a lot the researchers will have learned a lot and how we deal with people within this that have COVID you know the, certainly the treatment that they were getting at the start probably not the right treatment so yes everybody's been excited about the holidays and probably now thinking that's unlikely that we're going to be able to get abroad but we've come so far and this is and you know the wording is it's a global pandemic pandemic so we we just have to carry on really and hope that and hope that we can make the most out of the things that we've really put value on, seeing our family, sitting around the table with your loved ones, getting your network back up, you know, being able to see your friends and yeah. um, and recognise that we can't have it all. We can't have it all at the moment. We can't. I think that's a really good point. Um, I, mean, I remember saying to my friends a couple of months ago, it's bizarre to think that we ever took seeing friends and family for granted. But then you have to kind of think give yourself a break really and think well you never thought that was something that was ever going to be taken away from you because it's just it's such an ordinary part of everyday life um but but that is what's happened over the last 12 months we've all been deprived of that regular contact with those that we love and care for and it's it's really difficult and it has an impact on all areas of our life um including our careers 
Um, but it, like you said, we're in March now, and I'm, I think like you, I'm really excited for the clocks to go forward. Yeah. <laughs> I've, it's all I've been thinking about. So I'm, I'm not kidding. Since we, we got into January, I'm, I don't mind the cold, but I really don't like the dark days. So when I, I know we're past that 21st of December point, I, I do automatically start to feel a little bit more um, upbeat because I know that days are going to get, be getting longer and we're heading into warmer months. Um, yeah, I, 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 and I think that's the only thing that you can really keep telling people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but and, and I think I've, I've learned how to use, um, I don't, I think you might, when you first met me on one of these, I might have had my head like this. <laughs> I'm a bit more open at sitting in front of, the camera everybody is aren't they and, and and this has meant that um i think this is meant for dentistry that people have that have saved a lot so you ask where dentistry is i mean i think some practices will, will like ours will say that they're busier than they've than they've been this but there's still there's still the high costs that go against it so if we could i mean we've managed to get our fallow times down to 10 minutes um but we've got air, air purification units that are everywhere in the practice. Um, we've got the right PPE. And then I just, and then it's something just that patients will love. But I've discovered a company called Seacott and they make, um, they make cleaning products that we're, that we're using in the waiting room and, and we'll put stickers up to see it. And it's for the waiting room furniture, the, the chairs and everything else that you can clean and it lasts 300 touches. Because if you see how they're managing how they're managing shopping malls and stuff, they've got you can't go wiping everything after it's been touched once. It's just just so there's also you know the the um the products are changing, so you just got to keep on top and and ensure that patients feel safe. We tell them that they're safe, but that, that they feel safe. So if somebody had told me that we'd still you know this is how we're going to have to go back to work with screens everywhere and and gowns and the face mask that we're using and how we're going to have to manage it. I'd say it's, oh God, it's just impossible, but it's not. You've just got to adapt it. That's what I say, adapt and adopt. And two of my, I use it with a team. You've just got to adapt and adopt and, and believe that it's not forever. At some point we will, be, at some point we'll be able to discard the gowns, I hope, but at some point, um, yeah. I, I don't know where we're going to get to. I completely agree. But I mean, like you said, it's about, um, learning to live with it which I think we're already starting to do um without you know it might feel like we're still very much where we were a year ago for example when you look at the statistics at least a few weeks back but I think we have come a long way in terms of sort of what I mean morale in in general and also just our ways of I mean you know I don't go anywhere without my mask yeah no and how many people have, how many people have had calls that's what I'd say I, I, I definitely um in the future public transport will be wearing a face mask if I, you know Absolutely. And, and things, you know, I think things like shaking hands, for example, when you meet people in a professional environment, I don't think that will be a thing anymore. Um, yeah. If you think back to it beforehand, I'm not entirely sure why it was a practice anyway. Yeah. I'd, I'd still like to be able to cuddle my friends when I see yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. There are some parts of the life before COVID that I definitely want to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I remember um, bumping into some friends on the seafront, probably in, in maybe April. And I don't see them in a distance of the dog and Greg's really tall. And when you get up to I remember the first time it was just like you just and you had to step back. And now it's just one of yeah, we we have um we we have uh I even think back to the queuing outside the shops, you know what people like last year, people stockpiling toilet roll and and all that stuff. I mean we've been really fortunate living in the city centre of Brighton that um 
people were, obviously, they were doing that at the big shopping malls, you know, you walked Waitrose and there was plenty of toilet roll, you know. And in, in lots of ways, it's what I said about, about this, um, not seeing, not being able to see family and friends has been the hardest part, because everything else, you know, we're living in a, in a town, well, I lived in a town, most of us, not all of us, though, where we, we're fortunate because we've got access to food. We can cook nice meals. We've not been, you know, I think there was a, I couldn't buy flour for a while last year, but you know, when I was, everybody was baking at the same time. <laughs> you know, I did so much baking as I did in the first lockdown. Um, and I had a great time over the, over the summer because although I would, I would be going into work, I'd come out and um, we, had, we had a lovely summer weather-wise. We, we did. were fortunate. We did. Yeah, we did. It was really nice. And I, I do, I have these, these conversations quite regularly as I look back at last summer and it was we made the most of that i know you know levels were it was very low um the, the transmission rate then and things were open obviously masks were still very much a thing but you could go to the pub you could go to restaurants and you were able to have people in your homes um and i'm, I'm just i'm very much looking forward to that being the case again going forward um and i i, I do feel a lot better um speaking very personally here but i do feel a lot more hopeful at the moment and um, particularly given the vaccine rollout as well i mean that like like you said earlier the government has done a lot wrong um over the last 12 months that i don't think anybody can deny that but i mean not not necessarily saying they can take credit for the vaccine rollout entirely but that's one thing that has been super impressive um and i think it's hopefully it continues to head in that uh, the rate it is now um because i think that's we've done a good job there and I think as a profession, we've got we've got an opportunity there really to talk to people about it, um, because we see people on such a regular basis, and we've got some informed knowledge that we're never going to change the mind of the anti-vaxxers, but we can certainly help influence the people that are sitting on the fence and reassure them. So we ask every patient, we talk to every patient about the vaccination. Have they had it? Even you know the ones that you expect to have it. What they, you tell them that you've had it. I had it in about. Um, nine weeks ago, we've got a second one coming up. Really urge them to seriously take up the the, the vaccine. Um, I've applied. I've done all the training for the ones in Brighton, but I actually haven't been given a shift yet. But I, I maybe could have done if I'd been a bit more pushy, a bit more availability. But at the moment, I haven't really ha had the time. Um, but so we've all we've all had had ours. Yes, without a doubt, um, it's something that. We've lived, with, we've lived with vaccines for a long time, and um, and I think it is going to be one of the strongest things that's going to allow us to have a degree of, of freedom. And no, I'm not going to expect I'm not going to expect patients that haven't been vaccinated not to be treated. But I would expect my staff. I've been quite clear about that. I've said to my staff that if anybody wants to work here, they need to have had the vaccination. Yeah, absolutely, that's an, and that's entirely fair enough. Um, I think. I think dental teams are really well placed to be talking to patients about this. Um, you know, you see them so regularly and you're, you're, you're trustworthy healthcare professionals. And, and if everybody can do their bit in this process, whether it be it, you know, volunteering or, or, or getting roles with the actual, actual vaccinations in the, in the hubs, or just purely having sort of conversations um, with people who come through the doors, the more that happens, the better, I think. Um, it sounds like you're, you're, you're doing that. As much as you can. I also think that the messaging that we'll get over time, you know, we're going to be living with COVID for a long time, different variants of it, and, and the messaging will be stronger because there's been so much indecision about should hygienists be doing this? Can, should they only be hand scaling? What should they be doing? But, you know, um, 
we go back to the number of COVID deaths that were diabetic patients, we look at diabetes and heart disease in, in terms of gum disease and the links now between gum disease and COVID, it should never be seen as a scale and polish, it should never be seen as a, a, a cleaning programme. So the most, you know, to do the most effective biofilm removal in a patient's got to be key. So we are, we are using, um, we are using our machines. It's not as dramatic. It's my hygiene team that were hand scaling for lots, such a long time. Their hands were in a bad way. New patients suddenly booking in for an appointment who haven't seen a hygienist in sort of six years and think that you, you can be, be a miracle worker and get that off. So we are, you know, what we did put in place is we, we've made sure there's, um, uh, um, purification units in the room. Um, I, I use an EMS machine. They brought out new hand pieces that um, produce less aerosol. So the aerosol that produces less aerosol in a short space of time. So you can be more effective in a short space of time. So we turned our appointments back to front. What that's given me is a happier patient, happier hygiene team. So my hygiene team are back more or less working to capacity. You know, when I go back to some of those stats that Laurie. Um, that the BST, BSDHT sent out that said um, they sent out a, I think you got that they sent out a, a survey didn't they to a thousand people responded to it and of the thousand people 10% I think of the thousand people said that they weren't back to work and some of them still aren't back to work so I'm really I'm really proud of what we've achieved and I'm sure there's a lot of practice in my shoes that they're providing a, a service to the patients more or less to you know um, not to capacity as they were before because we've had to put in an extra surgery. We have lost some surgery time, but I've still not, I'm still only working one clinical day. And I suppose what COVID's really taught, what this is, this, this whole thing has taught me, I went for a walk on Sunday with a friend of mine. We do it every weekend now. He's a dentist. I used to work with him. I said, I don't know how I did it before. I don't know how I did everything before. He says, well, that's the problem. You couldn't possibly have done everything. Your management style wouldn't have allowed you. So you probably feel more in control. And with that comes uh, a, a reduction in stress level, the the ability to make informed decisions about yourself. Say, you know, if I'm going to do this, I need to keep myself strong. So I do, I do feel more in control of it all for the first time. So that's got to be, you know, that's one of the, and I hate to say that, that that's the benefit of COVID because COVID's enforced some changes in the business. Mm-hmm. That I, as a person, um. I'm better for, yeah. Um, but that's come at a sacrifice for a lot of other things like family time and absolutely and lots of other stuff. Yeah, of course, it's 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 been a really weird time, and I think it's it's um easy to feel quite guilty when you say that you've you've sort of got something or benefited from. It, but I think we all have, and I think that's a really good point. There, it's kind of forced you to sort of slow down and take a step back from it, which you wouldn't have done naturally if this hadn't have happened. Um, and and to put yourself first is just particularly in, in, in dentistry, you know, it's it, but pre-pandemic, it was already a highly stressful job with a, with a really sad rate of um, suicide and, and mental health concerns and things like that. So if, if coming away from this, it's taught the profession to take a step back and slow down, then um, that's, that's, that's definitely a good thing. And um, best you hope that people, people look at you and nobody wants um, anybody to go under, you know, you just have to look at your colleagues. So, you would hope that everybody would 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 um would be happy to see you with it. certainly the feedback from patients is now I went to there's a cafe in Hove along the seafront called the Big 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 Beach Cafe. 
it's right along by Hope Lagoon and it's owned by Fat Boy Slim. Um, and so we went for a coffee there yesterday and Miriam goes, that's, that's Norman Cook serving at the hatch there. So we went, oh, yeah, he was serving there. So, and he was so chatty. And um, he says, he says, yeah, I've, I've completed my apprenticeship. And they, we said, how long are you here for? He says, oh, probably till September because, you know, it's unlikely that, um, you know, I'll be back doing anything else. Yeah, that's true. But, but he was really chatty. Of course, it's part of his business, isn't it? And he said, um, we've had, we were talking about businesses on the whole, talk about the industry. He said, we've had the best winter we've ever had. I said, well, I've never drunk so much coffee. I have never drunk so much coffee. I, and I support all the independents. So I'm lucky because we do have a couple of coffee shops open. And um, I haven't, I've been doing this boot camp with Soul Gilbert, so I haven't had, you know, I don't eat any wheat or dairy in the week. So I've adapted to an oat milk cappuccino and it's like, I'll, I'll go in search of it, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> the coffee out of these little independent coffee shops. So we've got a load of Pret and Costas. I haven't been into a Pret or Costa in a in year, even though they're open. I'll walk that little bit further. There's a lovely little coffee shop. I think I tried to get you to get me one. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> didn't get my message. There's a lovely little coffee shop under the arches by the Fish Museum. Just a little gut, little coffee shop. And, and so I've got to know, I go in with my TP face mask on, lengthens and TP face mask on, so I kind of know who I am. But yeah, I've never drunk so much coffee. But, and I was thinking about um, Norman Cook. He probably is enjoying the summer at the Big Beach Cafe. He's getting to know all, all the quiet, and he'll probably get more people going because it's him that's serving. And he's very chatty, very chatty, really nice guy to talk to. And he doesn't, he didn't push you on. So I, I suppose what that means is Brighton community is really engaged. You know, Brighton independents are really engaged. I met um, two, two of my friends have got Badger in the Lanes. It's an independent clothes store. It's been there for years and they've um, very little support from their landlord. And they've, you know, Big John, Little John, Big John says, Little John's going for another walk today, another walk. How can you be, I said, because that's all you can do is go for a walk and have a coffee. <laughs> you can't be seen to be having a coffee with any more than what you can do it with two people now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice though. That that's, It's nice that it's, it's made you sort of familiar with the people around you. And uh, and, and like you said, sort of maybe like it was the same, it's made people take a step back and just appreciate what you've got in front of you. Um, I definitely, I've taken that uh, from it. So um, it's good to hear you have as well. Um, but thank you so much for coming on today. Just, I just wanted to say one more thing, by the way. Yeah, of course. Because, um, just one of the, the, the things about the, the Save Our Smile things, and I don't know if I ever shared the stats with you, I probably did. But you know, when we, the, the pink hair was all about, um, you know, do, do, what does it take to make people pay attention sometimes? The Save Our Smiles had 199.4 million impressions on the site. It had, out of that 199, 51.9 million people actually opened it up and had another look at it. It had 12.3 million captures, so photographs taken. And of that, um, two and a half million of those were shared. And we do know that, um, we do know that uh, Rishi Sunak went into it, whether he did a capture, but we've got, we've got the stats from that. So I suppose I, I look back on this last year and the things that I'll, I'll be proud of is where we are as a business, um, the development within the team that I have and achieving um, that within them in, the, in what's been a really hard year. And all the stuff, you know, I look at what Laurie achieved 
for me with all that well for the professional look at all the stuff that we had and that's so i start off really the facebook memories that are going to start to come are going to be quite empowering because you contacting me but um gc just said we'd like to do something with where you are and this is all local but it'd be interesting to see if like like the journalists if it comes up on their facebook memories from sky news and yeah, bbc yeah. I think I wonder, I just wonder who dental hospitals or what's going on in their life. So yeah, yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens, what happens next and where we are. And, and you know, if this last year's gone, but we some of us getting older can't afford to have too many years um, in lockdown because life's, <laughs> life's for living. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I said it earlier and I'll say it again, you've done, you should be really proud of of what you, Laurie, and, and your team have achieved over the last year. Um, I know it's been incredibly frustrating for you and, and loads of other people in the profession, but just those stats speak for themselves, I think. And you, yeah, you, you should take that away and, and know that you did all you could um, to, 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 to help everybody um, in dentistry and, and, and dental health. Well.